welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. I've just been uh, listening to podcasts because that's what we do as Christians and uh, we listen to good, healthy podcasts. And I've been listening to some this week and it's just really reminded me that... um, we, we need to be with God more than what we need to do for God. And that's where our strength is. Is Our strength is always when we are with God and we allow God to walk and be with us, in us, through us, coming out of us. So we, are, we are beers more than what we are doers. And so I just want to remind everyone here, especially like Christmas teams and creative directors and just everyone in this house that does, you do amazing things, you know, in your workplaces, in your homes, mums training your kids and, you know, you know, training your husbands and <laughs> you, you do amazing things for God. But I just want to remind you every day, just start your day with five minutes. It's, it's all God. God doesn't need like your whole day. He knows we, we do stuff, right? He made this world. He gets what it's like. But he just says, you know, just start with, with a bit of me because just a moment of me will change your whole day and your whole perspective. So just remind you of that. So good. Well, if you're ready for the word, can you declare out loud, today my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. You can be seated. Take your seats. We've got so many great things happening in the church at the moment. Um, who's noticed, or you might not, but you'll notice when you go out, the playground's starting to go up. And um, I reckon we're about two weeks away from having a complete or a 90% complete. We're just waiting on a few little things, you know, Malu. Uh, is that what you call it? Malu? I don't know. It's an old Townsville word for money. But um, <laughs> good old Townsville. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to be 90%, but it's going to be playable, so it's going to be awesome just within two weeks, and uh, I just want to, you know, these guys have been helping me do this, or really, to be honest, I've been helping them do this, um, but can we uh, put our hands together for Chris, Henry, Andrew, and Ryan Brewer? Like, they would never say how hard they work, but I tell you, I've, I've, I'm struggling just to stand straight today. I've hurt my back. And these guys are like twice my age. They're 60 plus into the 70s, and they're building a playground, like five metre high posts. Anyway, it's crazy, but they're outworking me. So um, I'm the one that's all sore, and they're all just going for it. Come on, Gray, come to work. So anyway, it's awesome what they're doing. Hey, and um, you know, we've had so many people in this church, and I'll... I was just thinking, many people have given financially, like you guys have been insane this year. Honestly, we're the most generous church in the whole world. Like maybe Joel Osteen, they, they use $2 million a year on toilet paper. They're that big, but they're pretty generous. But apart from them, you're the, mo- you're the most generous church in the world. And I'm so grateful for you guys. And, um, but we're kicking into a new season, Christmas season. 
And I want to encourage, you know, businesses and many people that can have been helping us build this amazing facility this year, and we haven't stopped. But some people, okay, in this church haven't been able to do that level of funding, but we can all be involved in Christmas. And I just want to encourage you with Christmas, like, let's reach our community. I love the building and I love all that stuff, but I don't really care much. I'm, I'm happy if people come and we've got a tent. Or we've got a, I just need a PA system, a microphone, and lots of people. And um, I think when Jesus comes back, he's not going to care about the building of City Point North and how cool the playground is. He's going to come back looking for you, his bride. And um, so we just need people. So can I encourage you? Um, you can be part of what we're doing here. Join the mission of City Point North. And this year, get, you know, get uh, presents under the tree so we can affect children and families through the foster care. Do our hamper appeal so we can help people in our community have an amazing Christmas and obviously attached to all of that is the message of Jesus Christ so just be involved this year hey um, next Sunday we do have water baptisms coming up and um, this is going to be great if you haven't scanned a QR code and you'd like to be involved in this there's a QR code at the rear at the giving station. And um, we're going to do this at Dusty and Sam's house uh, in Alimba, who come to our church. And um, so this is going to be great. If you scan the code this week, I'll get you all the relevant information that you need. And anyone's welcome to come after the service next week to celebrate with that. But in light of water baptisms, I've titled today's message, Our Union with Christ. Our union with Christ. See, when we get water baptised, it isn't about tradition. It's not about a religious act. It's not a symbol or a religious ceremony that we're all trying to be involved with. Okay? Water baptism is about Jesus Christ. And I want to remind us as a church, the power and the wonder today of what water baptism actually is. Water baptism is about Jesus and our union with Christ. What he has done for us, what he's doing in us, and his union with us. Galatians 3, 26 to 28 in the New King James Version, it's up on the screen, says this. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptised into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, if you've ever wondered what what gender we're going to have in heaven. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. See, we are baptised into Christ. We then put on Christ. It's Christ that unifies us. This is why we have the saying in the church, you're my brother or you're my sister. is because through Jesus Christ, everyone here today, we are unified through Jesus Christ. We become sons and daughters of Christ, brothers or sisters in Christ. That's powerful, isn't it? Colossians 2.12 says this, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him, through faith, in the working of God, who raised him, so we're talking about Jesus, who raised Jesus from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, 
Jesus has made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. Isn't that good? Thank you, Jesus. So just as Jesus died and rose again through water baptism, we also die to our old and rise again with Christ. See, when we go under the waters, we declare this, to ourselves, to the devil, and to God, that our old life is no more. I am a new person, I am forgiven of all my trespasses, and I am alive again. Did anyone feel like they were dead before they knew Jesus? And Jesus literally resurrects us. Literally, eternally, we are resurrected. And literally in this life now, no matter what the path of your life has ever been, no matter what the path of your life feels like it is today, with Jesus, he will rise you again. And he will give you a new life, he will give you a new purpose, and he will give you a new perspective of life. And COVID. Just throwing that And just like Jesus still has the scars of the cross and the nail holes in his hands, we also have scars of our old life. But it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives through me. Our past has no power over us anymore. Amen? We can overcome all obstacles through Jesus Christ. In Scripture, the Apostle John records a story of Nicodemus, who was a Jew- Jewish ruler. He's a Pharisee, so this is, you know, he's from the, the Pharisee tribe, having a private conversation with Jesus. So John recorded this, and um, basically Nicodemus was trying to corner Jesus. He was uh, trying to corner Jesus by getting his truth that Jesus was just a prophet, because that's what the Pharisees believed. The Pharisees and the, the Jews, they never believed that Jesus was literally the Son of God. But he was, and he still is, the Son of God. And so Nicodemus was having this conversation with Jesus, and he was trying to corner him so that he could go, oh, thank goodness, we're all right, you are just a prophet. But Nicodemus knew, see, Jesus actually called Nicodemus to follow him. And Nicodemus knew that there was something about this person, Jesus. He was not a normal man. He wasn't like the prophets that they knew of the past. There was something about him. And so Nicodemus is questioning Jesus to try and find truth. Jesus answered and said to him in John 3, 3 to 6, he said, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. See, water baptism is a solidifying process in which our flesh loses its power. We are spiritually born again and spiritually unified with Father God through Jesus Christ. I love that. Water baptism solidifies our union with God. 
Adam and Eve broke this union through sin in the Garden of Eve. In the Garden of Eden, sorry. And over, two, uh, over thousands and thousands of years, and then 2,000 years since Jesus, we have been given this opportunity to be reunified with our Father God in heaven, sons and daughters of God. And we do this through Jesus' death and through his resurrection, which we resemble through water baptisms. Galatians 3.27 in the Amplified Version says this, For all of you who were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union with the Christ, the Anointed One, have clothed yourselves with Christ. That is, you have taken on his characteristics and his values. This is how important it is. We are literally clothing ourselves with Jesus Christ. So we have God, his Father, his Son, and he is spirit, the Trinity. Baptism, listen to this, this is pretty amazing, I love this. Baptism now solidifies us into this relationship as children of God. Now all the theological brains are just starting to turn over, I'm seeing it, I can see it on your faces, right? Let me say, that, say it like this, real simple, that God through Jesus Christ where did we come from? Where did we come from? We come from God, right? Who created us? God. Who breathed life into us? The Spirit of God. Who's redeemed us? The Son of God, Jesus. So we came from God. We live and we have our being through him and because of him. No human on planet Earth exists without God. If God just did that and he said only Christians can live, people would just drop. Because without the Spirit of God, if you ever wondered about the Spirit of God, is the Spirit of God a real thing? You know, some Catholic churches don't believe in it at their core anyway. And, and then you've got many Catholic believers that do believe in the Spirit, but they don't, they don't really acknowledge, they just believe. Can I just tell you this today? That in the book of Genesis, that God created man. And we just, Adam just laid on the ground, dead, lifeless. The book of Genesis, in the Bible, that we all follow says that the Spirit of God came to Adam and breathed life into him. Without the Spirit of God, we do not breathe. And then when you study the Word of God in its depths, okay, I'm talking like Hebrew level stuff here, that the, the Spirit of God actually means in Hebrew breath. It means oxygen and air. And I believe this. This is Graham theology, but I believe this, and I, and I know I'm right. So <laughs> just subscribe to my Facebook page. Even Facebook, that shows how old I am, but I've got a page somewhere. And, um, and uh, here's, so here's the reality of it. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't even breathe. And you might go, well, Pastor Gray, that's like you're getting really like out there now. Well, I'm not. God created the earth. He created oxygen, plants to reproduce, and he created animals. He created the sky, the cloud, the, the, um, you know, the three layers of heaven, you know, which is the outer layer, which we call space, and then you've got the layer that's above us, clouds sort of you know, bridge that gap. Then you've got the heavens within that come up. You know, remember in the garden, the waters sprung out of the earth. 
You know, he created all this. He created air, oxygen, and breath. And the Spirit of God is the carrier of all this life. And so the Spirit of God, when, when Jesus got water baptized, he rose up out of the waters. And does anyone remember what happened in that moment? There was a reunion. There was a reunion. So God is Father, Son, Spirit. Baptism now solidifies us into this relationship again with God as children of God. This is what baptism or being baptised into a spiritual union means. Our flesh no longer has authority or conclusive power over us. We are baptised into Christ. We are righteous, eternally forgiven, and therefore no longer bound by our mistakes or our wrongdoing. Baptism is more than a symbol. Baptism is more than a religious act. It's an action, listen, it's an action of identity change. Son or daughter of God. Baptism is like when a woman changes her surname in marriage. The two are unified. The Bible says two become one. Unified. Many scriptures refer to us as the bride of Christ, washing away the old and taking on the new identity of Christ. And when Jesus comes back, he's coming for his bride, amen? So good. When Jesus was water baptised, everyone there that, that day, oh man, I wish I was there for this day. Everyone there that day got to see something miraculous, a miracle take place. The power of water baptism happened that day. And the example of our union with Christ Jesus happened that day for all humanity. What a day. Matthew 3 tells us this. Jesus was baptized and immediately he went up from the water. Can you imagine this? Immediately Jesus Christ comes up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We now have, for the first time visual on planet Earth, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Someone tell me water baptism has no power. Come on, our God is great. When Jesus come up, the Spirit of God and Father God speaks and thundered through the heavens, the Bible said. People could literally, this wasn't a, a nice, still inner voice. Although we experience in worship when Chris brought the team down and, and we just sat there in the presence of God for that, the, the power of the still small, but this was the thundering of God. The heavens parted and Father God said, this is my son. Can I tell you, church, when you get water baptized, he says the same thing about you. 
Because we are sons and daughters, remember, of God. This is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. And I believe this. In that very moment, the Spirit of God will fill every single person that gets water baptized. I believe that wholeheartedly, very simply, because the Word of God says it. In that moment, the Spirit of God came and rested. You know, He still rests on us today. There's a theology going around that the Spirit of God, because he, God lives in us, that the Spirit of God is only within us. I don't believe that. I believe that the Spirit of God is within us. For sure, we are the dwelling place, but he still comes upon us. You know, I've studied this through the Word of God, New Testament, Old Testament, Before Testament, After Testament, the whole deal. And I've, I see that when you step out in faith, oh, here's the power of faith. I love this. You know, you can only be water baptized through faith. Scripture teaches us that. And here's the power of faith. When you step out into something new in your life, okay, whatever it is, it might be um, financially so you can help us with the hamper appeal this year. It could be when you're at the shops, you might say, I really want to be part of this, can't afford it, so I'm going to give my present to somebody else. And so you step out in faith. And I believe this, it could be in many ways, it could be in your business. You've got a new plan, you've got a, a new thing you'd be dreaming about, but you've never been there before. You've never stepped out to that level and you're just like, God, I, I want to do this. And he's like, well, what's stopping you? And he's like, well, everything's stopping me. And he goes, yeah, but I'm for you. And if I'm for you, nothing can stop you. And he, yeah, Graham, why don't you just step out in faith? You know, why don't you just step out in your business and faith? Family, you want to step out in faith and do that thing that you've never done in your family before and you're scared to because your, your children aren't following God or your, your spouse question you with all the time with that God stuff and you're like, but God, I want to do this in, in my family and you've got all this fear. Why don't you step out in faith? Because if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. You know, kids in this place. You know, you've been wanting to do things in your school. The fire of God at, at youth camps and spring break has, has been, you said that day, I am all in for Christ and nothing will stop me in my life being for God. You said that that day. And then you've come from spring break and the world around you is happening. You go to school and your best friends are talking and you're like, I really want to start a lunchtime prayer meeting. I know there's five Christians in this school and I want to start a life. Why don't you step out in faith? Because if God is for you, no one can come against you. Amen. <laughs> step out in faith. When you step out in faith, this is what happens. Scripture teaches us this. The Spirit of God will come and rest on you like a dove. So peaceful. And he will overcome fear in a moment. He will come, overcome anxiety. Oh, anxiety. One day I'm going to preach on anxiety. Come on. He will come on. It's not a real thing, you know that. Yeah. Just anyway, I'll just leave that there. He'll come over depression, which is not a real thing. Okay, we, I, I get it. I get it. But it's just not a real thing. It's a spirit. Okay, and it's got to be called for what it is in this generation. Like seriously, we've got amazing people in this church okay, that will counsel depression and this is their jobs. Amazing, gifted people. Can I say, if you've got a, if you struggle with anxiety or depression, I should preach like another day on this, but anyway, if you struggle with, get a Christian counselor, okay, get someone that understands the true root of that cause, 
okay, because this world just says you've got a medical issue or there's a few things just rattling around upstairs or, you know, it's an emotional issue, but it's okay, you're not meant to overcome emotions, we've got to learn how to work with it. Can I tell you that we can cast that thing out? I'm just being real here today. This is what I'm not saying, that if you struggle with anxiety or depression that you're walking around demon-possessed. No. The Spirit of God comes on. And the enemy can also come on. Doesn't mean you're walking around like a demon. No, no, no. All that's happened is in that area of your life, the enemy has been given permission, power. You might not have done that. It could be your upbringing, could be experiences, things that have happened, other people's words, curses, all that sort of stuff. Okay, but I know this, that God can deal with it. Because who created us? Who breathed life into us? Whose child are you? Who can fix it? Yeah, anyway, get back to my notes. (laughs) Truth is truth, eh? So we got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. First time in history, love. So some people might ask, and I've been asked many times, why do we do the whole dunking into the pool concept? <laughs> some churches sprinkle it. I'm not a, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm not going to get religious about it. If you've been sprinkled or flicked at, it's okay. I'm not going to get religious about it. But I, but I will tell you this. I'll just tell you why we do full immersion. Okay, because it's what the word baptism means. Nothing complicated. In the New Testament, baptism comes from a Greek word called baptizo. See, in the New Testament is written mostly in two languages, Aramaic and Greek. Okay, and the Greek word for baptism actually means, you want to know what it means this morning? It means to immerse, submerge, of vessels sunk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much a swimming pool, right? So baptism, this is, this is what I believe about it. And like, honestly, if you've, if you've had any other form of baptism, God's not that finicky, okay? He's not, like, like seriously, he doesn't get worried that we're still trying to work out you know, what to do with the jab. Like, God's not worried or concerned about that, neither should his church be like, like, just do what you're going to do. Just do it in faith and do it according to the Word of God. Like, and if your conviction is one way or the other, like, just do it. Like, do what you want to do. Like, it's all good. Okay, God's not going, yeah, okay, well, that one, that one. They got the jab. And God's not going, hey, angels, what do we, yeah, jab. Okay, let's go jab. All right. All right. Say so the Lamb's Book of Life on that last day of, you know, <laughs> He's, he's, not, he's not looking in the Lamb's Book of Life book anymore. He's looking in the COVID book. Okay. <laughs> they got the jab. They got the jab. Well, that pastor missed out. What's happening with Graham? You know, I've got the jab, by the way. But anyway, so God's not that finicky, right? He's not that finicky. I, be, I believe this, though. I believe this about the full immersion. First, first of all, it's just what the Word of God says, okay? The word baptized simply just means to get dumped, all right? 
So it's the Word of God, just simple, full stop. Okay, we do full immersion. But I believe this, full immersion to me signifies that I'm all in. My forehead's not in. A little bit of the, it got on my chest, so that's not in. The clothing's not in. I am in, completely in. And so when I go under the, the water and I come out again, I imagine that I am Jesus. Just my imagination, I'll call myself Jesus. That's not your tweetable quote this week. <laughs> Pastor Gray is Jesus. <laughs> False prophet. Um, <laughs> lost in my own brain. <laughs> I imagine like Jesus. I go down and I say, flesh, you're gone. You have no power. When I rise up, the Spirit of God is there waiting for me. It's going to be awesome. You know, quickly pull me up because I'm losing my breath. And so I, I come out of the water and who's waiting for you? Spirit of God. Father God going, oh, my son, my daughter. So pleased. Yeah. Now this isn't salvation. Salvation is based on faith. Which is a good thing because you need faith to get water baptised. Because we get water baptised in faith of what we're doing. Okay, because you aren't actually coming out as skeleton, like you still got your flesh, right? So we're talking spiritual things here. Requires faith. In finishing, I just want to tell you a little story about a guy called Philip in the Bible. In the book of Acts 8, Philip was uh, an evangelist and he was telling an Ethiopian eunuch one day about Jesus Christ. And they were traveling in a carriage, as you did back then. And he, Philip was explaining the word of God, which is the, the Torah in the Old Testament. And he was explaining things and stories that this eunuch had heard. And he was explaining who Jesus is. He fulfills the Old Testament and does away with a lot of stuff. And he continues a lot of stuff and... Philip was explaining this and the eunuch that day through faith gave his heart to God in that carriage right there and then. It's an amazing witness, hey? The Ethiopian asked Philip, he said, so what would stop me from being baptised here and now? I can see some, some water in the distance. And Philip responded in verse 37 of that chapter and he said, well, if you believe with all your heart. You may. In other words, Philip was saying, if you are all in, then you can. Philip was saying to that eunuch, if if you believe the words I've told you about Jesus with more than just your head, but with your heart, and you're prepared to be all in, well, then nothing's stopping us from stopping here and water baptising. So that's what they did that day. If you've never been water baptised, I'm wondering if today you would say, I choose to be all in with Jesus. I choose to allow my past sit in the past where it belongs. 
I choose to move forward in life with Jesus Christ in me, through me, as a son or a daughter of God. See, water baptism is about Jesus. It's about being born again, becoming new creations. It's about taking on a new identity as a child of the living God. It's only prerequisite is that you would be all in for Jesus. It's not about race. It's not about colour. It's not about where you, where you were brought up or how you were brought up. It's not about what has happened to you in your life. It doesn't matter about what you've said about your future. It doesn't matter about your course of life that you are on right now. It doesn't matter how bad you've ever sinned or your previous religious beliefs. Jesus is not a religion. He is the Son of God. He is the living Son of God. He did die, He did rise, and He will come back for you and I, the bride of Christ. Amen. And He is looking for those who will say, I take your surname. I place that ring on my finger. I am all in. I call myself a son or a daughter of God. I am all in for you. Water baptism is about a changed life. Water baptism is about our union with Christ. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that today? Receive those words today.